Welcome to this brand new episode of the Marketing Technology Podcast. This podcast is hosted by Mark van Horek and myself, Elias Krum, and brought to you by Marketing Guys, the MarTech agency based out of the Netherlands. Welcome to this new episode of the Marketing Technology Podcast, on which I'm today delighted to have Ron Story Jr. out of Medellin, uh, Colombia. Uh, fun to have you here, Ron, and I'm delighted to to have a chat with you on lead gen today. Could you, first of all, introduce yourself? Well, I'm Ron Story Jr. I'm originally from East St. Louis, Illinois, but I currently live with my family down in Medellin, Colombia. Um, I have, for the last 20 years, I've been an entrepreneur and I've worked with startups all over the world in, I think, seven or eight different countries to help them to build their sales systems. And currently, I run my own startup called PitchDB, which helps people to do exactly what I'm doing right now, which is to get on podcasts to share their perspective with the world. Cool, cool. So besides from founding that, you're also the author of The First 100 Miles. Um, and we had a little chat prior to this this podcast, but I, I, I do want you to explain this whole concept to the listener. So please go ahead. What's this whole 100 miles idea about? Well, with the advent of the internet, everybody now wants to be worldwide, right? But if you were to think about it, within everybody's city, there's probably a local business that's doing tens of millions of dollars, and they don't have any customers outside of 100 miles of where they're located. If you think of the local roofing company, the local um, uh, concrete company, one of the local home builders, they're doing tens of millions of dollars of business. But they're only located within 100 miles of where they're doing only within that 100 miles. There's not a, a, a roofing company that's in Miami that's also doing roofing in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. Right. So why is does why does that only apply to brick and mortar businesses? Well, I think because of the ease of of individuals and in marketing and digital companies of going advertising worldwide or nationwide, we forget that we could just dominate our local market. And if we look at some of the bigger companies like Facebook, Facebook didn't open up their system to everybody at the beginning. They first started at Mark's campus, and then they went to be the only social network in the Ivy League. And then they spread out to like Big Ten and SEC schools that had sports teams. And eventually it was only for college students. And then they opened it up to everyone in 2006. Well, if you were to think of your marketing that way, if you reached out to people locally where you are and just said, I just want to be the I want to be the best Legion person in St. Louis. Right. So I lived this um, when starting back in 2012, I was known as the guy that could sell because I was in an office of um, startups that all knew how to code. Mm-hmm. And I had this sense, look, I can't code, but you can't sell. So I became known as the lead gen guy. So a lot of the different private equity firms or venture capital companies, they would come to me and say, hey, we have a portfolio company that needs a sales system. Can you help (laughs) us to put it in? But if I would have never tried to be known to all of those guys as just the sales guy, I would have missed that opportunity. So I was able to build a decent business just within my own city. I didn't need to go and try to market to Chicago and D.C. Mm -hmm. and I just stayed right within my own little software ecosystem, and I built a significant business, which allowed me to, you know, to do what I do today. So I'm a firm believer that you can be great 
just starting locally and then building outward because the local people will be a bit more forgiving. I love that idea. So given the fact that you have have, have experience with that hundred, those hundreds of uh, businesses, business owners, um, there must be some major mistakes that you have spotted that you see over and over again with business owners that that you can share with the audience because I want to avoid the audience from making those mistakes and you've probably seen them. So what are some of the key mistakes that you see over and over again? Well, the biggest mistake I think is a mindset, right? So we all have heard about inbound marketing and outbound marketing, but I believe that neither one of those exist, right? So inbound can't exist without outbound. And let me show you why. If Traditionally, inbound marketing has been write a blog post and let someone call you, right? Mm -hmm. Or do something and let them find you and reach out to you. But what was the blog post? That was a broadcast, right? So without the broadcast, there is no inbound, right? So all Mm -hmm. I need to do is to change the form of the the broadcast. So the blog may be your form of broadcasting your message to the world and hoping to be found via SEO, but it's no different than a than a radio commercial. That's a broadcast. An email marketing campaign is a broadcast. A billboard is a broadcast. A television commercial is a broadcast. And then they just wait, just like the blogger does, for the person who wants it to call them. So this inbound, outbound thing, everything is outbound. Everything starts with an outbound broadcast to an audience. And then we wait on the person to respond. So mm-hmm. I think if people change that mindset to say, oh, well, everything I do is a broadcast first, whether it's a blog post or an email, then they will be more willing to do more things because they're so afraid of offending someone or, oh, that's not cool and that's spammy. Well, how do you get people to call you from a blog post if you don't ever put it on your website? Mm-hmm. Yes, you're so right on that. And that's that's I see that over and over again, especially with, with well, you, you have that experience with being around coders. Um, I see that attitude with a lot of inbound marketers as well, right? So they're on a marketing department. They they never talk to customers. The only thing they do is create content. They 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 look at data, et cetera. But actually, let's say thinking about how do I approach a customer? How do I speak to a prospect? Um, those, well, there's a lot of, I think, marketing people and even salespeople that expect like miracles from what they call inbound marketing. And it's like, yes, if I put a blog post online, people are going to start calling me automatically and I don't need to do any prospecting anymore. And I always, well, I I say the same, I think. And I think there's a lot of uh, sales authors that also, let's say, spread that word. But still, you know, people are, uh, well, they they want to believe the, the inbound story, of course, about, you know, putting stuff online and customers dripping in automatically, dripping through dripping campaigns, so to say. Um, whereas what you're saying is it's 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 the same, outbound and inbound. It's it's a, it's a mindset that you need to have. You need to be on top of it. You need to talk to prospects. You need to find prospects, et cetera. Not too far away. Start start local. Um, uh, that's that's what your book is about. So um, you mentioned already mentioned some some channels that you're using email marketing, you have some pretty, let's say, I would say new perspectives, but they're also forgotten perspectives on, on outbound marketing, on on um, on lead gen, demand gen. Um, 
start start sharing some stuff that you do with email marketing that people have forgotten about that you still do and are very successful in. So I think that there's um, two types of email, right? There's email selling and then there's email marketing. Email marketing is when someone is subscribed to your list and they 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 may have read a blog post and they saw an ad that you've run on Facebook or Google or you've broadcast something out and then they subscribe to a list asking to get more information from you, right? So at that point, you would use a MailChimp or a constant contact or some type of email marketing service to send them a newsletter to thousands of people, right? But on the other side, there's email sales. That's when I find someone just like Elias and I say, hey, are you looking for interesting guests on your podcast? I didn't send that to 18,000 people. I sent it to you, mm -hmm. right? And based on your response, we decide if we want to build a relationship. Well, I can just change the copy of that and say, hey, are you looking to get more sales leads in your business? If so, I think I can help you. Is it worth the 10-minute conversation? There's no background of what I do. There's none of that stuff. It's just a quick sales question. Hey, do you do you have this paid and can I help you to solve it? And if you do, let's hop on a 10-minute call and then I can tell you why I'm qualified or you can visit my website before that. So if you look at the difference, the first option when they opted in, I'm going to be sending them these newsletters and telling them all the cool things because that's what they asked for. Mm -hmm. On the email sales side, they're just asking for someone to make the pain go away. Right. So I reached out to them individually, one on one, not sending 10,000 at a time, one individual email at a time mm -hmm. asking, hey, I have the solution to this problem. If you have this problem, can I help you to solve it? That's the difference between email marketing and email sales. Right. So I think that that I know for a fact, if you read the book, um, uh, 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 it's by Aaron, Aaron Ross. It's called predictable revenue. Yeah, right? I've, and then he I've has seen another it, yeah. one from impossible to inevitable, mm -hmm. right? And he talks about how they built Salesforce with him just emailing people. It wasn't through email marketing; it was through outbound individual emails, mm -hmm. right? So that's what I do. I've reached out to 120,000 people last year, and we set 6,700 sales meetings with strangers, and I show that to people. And they're like, "Man." how do you get 80% open rates to strangers? And I said, well, I'm actually talking about something that they care about. And it's not five paragraphs. It's three sentences. You mm -hmm. know, so that's what we, we send three sentence emails to people asking if we want to help, if they want to help solving the problem. So, so have you, have you tested those emails or because, because it sounds so simple. Um, so, and you, you're seeing, let's say uh, you, you send out 120,000 emails you set up uh, over six thousand appointments. That's 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 like five percent, uh, uh, well, hit rate, which is incredibly high just by sending some, well, some one hundred twenty thousand one-on-one emails. Um, do you did you test those emails? How do you do that? Do you automate anything of it? Do you do you do segmentations? Do you run segmentation? How do you do that? So there are automation softwares out there. What I mentioned earlier with Mail, MailChimp and Constant Contact, if you were to send an email to a thousand people using that, they would send them right away. A thousand emails go out, right? Mm -hmm. If I wanted to email a thousand people using um, email sales software, it would pick a random number between one and seven. And every one to seven minutes, it would send an email like a human, 
Mm-hmm. Right. So I can put a thousand emails in and we would only send 200 of them today. Right. Yeah. But every one to seven minutes, it'll send an email to the person and personalize their name and their company name. And that's what we do. It's really that simple. But I think the difference is the copy. Most people, when they describe their products, they describe it like this vitamin here. Mm-hmm. And it has this magnesium and vitamin A and vitamin Z and all these different things in it. But in reality, what they should be selling is like a painkiller where it only has one product, mm-hmm. right? So we usually in our marketing messages, we'll have all of these things that our companies do, right? But in our sales emails, we got to talk about one thing, just one thing. Do you want more sales appointments? Would you like to be on a podcast? Do you need this or that? Can I help you do this? One thing, not eight different things, just one thing. And you'll see your success rate will go through the roof. Have you, so to given all those emails that you send out, um, have you, do you have any experience with uh, self-scheduling? So do people schedule their own appointments based on a link that you provide them? How, how does that work? Because um, I see a lot of marketers using Calendly or um, HubSpot has something like it as well for people to self-schedule. Do you, you, can you share any results on that or maybe you have a vision on it? This is really good. I like this question. So imagine <laughs> if you're at a bar and you see someone that you're interested in. So I see a nice young lady and I go over to her and I say, hey, how are you doing? And she says, oh, I'm doing well. And I say, would you like to go to coffee? And she says, sure, that would be great. And instead of asking her what time, I just say, here's a link to my calendar. And I walk off. She would think I was weird. <laughs> she would be like, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> your personal approach didn't match the way that you tried to set this up. Mm-hmm. So what I believe is that if I reach out to you individually with an email, asking if you would like to have help solving this problem. And can we talk for 10 minutes? It would be rude for me to just say, click a link here at the bottom, right? So when they reply, I just reply back to them. So I end up with a 90% show up rate Mm -hmm. because it wasn't this impersonal, making them feel as if I reached out to a thousand people. They have no idea that I'm doing this at scale. So what I've learned is to scale the things that are almost unscalable. So scale the parts that aren't personal. But when someone replies, just have a conversation with them. Say, hey, you know, when's a great time for 10 minutes? Top on a call for 10 minutes. And they'll say, oh, well, next week. Okay, here's my calendar. Grab a time. That that works, right? Yeah. In that initial email saying, would you like to talk to me? Here's my link. Well, dude, you don't even care about me. Oh, correct. correct. I have the same nice experience. Yeah, I, I love it. I love it. I, and I, I think there's um, uh, people are trying to to automate uh, stuff, which not always should be automated, especially that that part, because I do think that the let's say these self scheduling stuff or links work, but uh, only in the um, rhythm or in the in the in the order that you just just mentioned. Uh, cool. Yeah, I love it's just it. Like it's Love just it. like dating. Like I would never yeah. do that on a date. No, 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 no. So on LinkedIn, there is there's some some discussions about lead gen, and you're doing a lot of lead gen versus demand gen. Um, what's what's your perspective on this? Apart from the inbound outbound uh, uh, this discussion, so um, 
that uh, a lot of let's say self-explained gurus say lead gen is that it should all be demand gen. So what's your take on that? What's the difference? It sounds like tomato tomato to me. It's like inbound outbound lead lead gen demand gen. It's like someone just came up with a new term. At the end of the day, business is based on a very simple principle. Mm-hmm. You got to find people with problems that you have a solution to and talk to them. I don't care if it's through lead gen, demand gen, Salesforce, demand force. I, who cares? Find people that need what you have. I love it. I love it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's similar to the discussion that I, I had recently with some marketers that said, yeah, we really need to have sales and marketing alignment. And it's always marketers that say that. I never hear salespeople say we need marketing and sales alignment. You know, it's a, it's a marketing thing. It's it's a it's a discussion. It's, it's like they do that on LinkedIn, not thinking about customers or even the salespeople. We need sales and marketing alignment. So it's kind of similar to that. Um, Ron, I love this conversation. Is there anything you would like to share that I have forgotten to ask you, or something that that that, that listeners should know for 2023? We're at the beginning of the year, so anything. So if I had to give any advice to anybody that's listening for 2023 to almost double, guaranteed double your sales results, never turn off your lead generation. Keep lead gen running all year. A lot of smaller companies will start lead gen, get some leads, turn it off because they got to run the meetings and then turn it back on and you just break your momentum, mm-hmm. right? So we don't need more information. We usually need more infrastructure. Right. So learn to build, keep your lead gen going all year long, keep uh, generating those meetings and learn to build up the sales team underneath so that you can handle the demand. Right. But turning it off and turning it on, turning it off and turning it on. That seems to be a big symptom of um, companies that have under 10 employees. They usually are doing it for a month. We tried this and then we had to turn it off. We're going to go back to do it and we're going to try this new thing. One channel keep it running all year. You'll be surprised at the results that you get. Love it. Thank you very much, Ron. Ron Story Jr. I'm going to share a link to your LinkedIn profile as well as a link to your website in the show notes. So for listeners that were not able to write that down, you know, don't, don't worry. It's in the show notes. Thank you. Thank you very much, Ron. Thank you. Talk to you later. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Marketing Technology Podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave us a review on your favorite podcast platform or iTunes. Also, if you want to be a guest or know someone that should be a guest to our show, shoot me an email on e.crum at marketingguys.nl. Thank you for listening.